Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. If you're not looking for Christ in the world, if you're not looking for how Christ works in your life, are you excited at all? He's got more things going on than you got. I guarantee you it's more exciting. So they left and went and looked for him. Our excitement should then cause everyone who sees us doing this, they should look at you and go, you are so motivated. You're so excited about this Jesus. I just hear churchy stuff talking about. I want to have what you got. It should motivate others to go look too. So is Jesus worthy of better than being placed in a manger? I'll say that Jesus is worthy of being placed in your heart as your Lord and your Savior and your God. That's where he should be. It's a shame that most people didn't even invite David to the lineup. They didn't even have him come. It took somebody like Samuel to say, we will not sit down until he comes here. Today, most of the world, they don't want Jesus to roll over them. Just, I'll believe in Jesus, but just leave me alone. Let me live my life my way. And so it should be our job, like Samuel, to make a stand and demonstrate Christ and say that we won't sit down either until Christ comes back. Demonstrate Jesus in your life. Show people with excitement and joy. And you can only get that by pursuing Him, by being in His Word, by studying, by praying, being active about it. Not just pop in, hey, I'm here at church, and then I'm gone. That was me for the longest time. Eh, I'm at church, punch my card for Sunday, I'm good, I'm back to my business. You should be excited about Jesus. He came to save you. Most of the world, they don't want Jesus to rule over them. So we should not sit down till he comes. We've got to motivate people and show them the joy of Christ. What this means is that when we make Jesus Lord of our lives, he is given his rightful place to rule over us. There are things that you let rule over you. And if Jesus is not in there, if he's not in the lineup somewhere, you need to reconsider your priorities jesus should at least be in the lineup to where you can at least have him as a choice where david wasn't even invited we got to show what people what jesus looks like they don't know if they don't know how are they going to see they're going to see by watching us and so if you truly want to celebrate jesus this time of year then you have to celebrate not just the fact that he came here manger not just the fact that he came here christmas but why he came here. Why did Jesus have to come here at all? He came here for you. He came here to save you. But to do it, he, he came to live low, to live a low life, lowly life, one of humility, even to the point of dying an embarrassing public death on a cross to pay for our sins so that we could be saved. That's exciting for me because you and I would never be able to pay our way to salvation. We can't afford it. 
I say we celebrate Jesus every day. There's people out there that we are supposed to be motivating to get out and look for Christ. We are supposed to motivate them to go look. They don't care to look. They're more excited about celebrities or the next Marvel movie or whatever. We're supposed to be getting them excited about the Lord so they will look for Jesus. And we are supposed to motivate them with that excitement of Jesus in our lives and we will not sit down till he comes. I hope everybody agrees to that because that's the way I want to live. So maybe I can help you get excited about the Lord. I want us to recall the census again. In Luke 2 verse 3, it says that everyone went to be registered in their own city. They had to go towards their own city because that's where their citizenship was at. Now, Joseph and Mary, they had to go from Nazareth all the way to Bethlehem because that's where their citizenship was. So that's where they had to leave where they were and they had to go ahead towards Bethlehem. So friends, to help motivate you to be excited about the Lord, I need to show you where your citizenship is at. Philippians 3.20, for our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body. I couldn't find a more fitting verse than that one right there. That one just knocks it out of the park. (laughs) So the reason we get excited about Jesus, he came to give us salvation, but to receive this gift, to receive salvation, you cannot stay where you've always been. You can't be the same old, same old that you've always been your whole life. You have to make a big journey from where you were to come to where your citizenship is at. In other words, you've got to repent of your old life of sin that you know is sinful. I don't have to tell you what you're doing that's sinful. You know already. I don't know some of y'all enough to be able to tell you what you're doing is wrong. You already know what's wrong that you need to stop doing. And so you need to leave that old life of sin, leave it like the shepherds left their sheep, and you've got to get on the road towards Jesus Christ, towards where your citizenship is at. And where is it at? It's in heaven. Hebrews 13, 13, therefore let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuing city but we seek the one to come. Okay, one day, I know it's going to break your heart, but one day Alvin is going to cease to exist. Okay, Pearland 2 or Houston, wherever you're from, it's all going to be gone. And everything you build on this ground here is one day going to be gone. It's not continuing. And so we have to go towards a continuing city, which is in heaven, uh, the place of our citizenship. Now, Bearing his reproach here, it says. What does that mean? To bear his reproach, it means that the same insult that the world put on him, they're going to put on you. Being saved in Messiah Jesus doesn't make life rosy, as some people like to portray it. It makes it blessed, and in that sense it's rosy, but it's, you're going to bear his reproach. So I want you to consider that the culture of Joseph and Mary's day, they held them with reproach. In other words, they held insult over them because Mary was expecting a child before they were officially married. That is an insulting thing. How dare you go and conceive a child before you are fully married? That is the reproach, the insult they had to walk with. Now, it was the Lord that conceived her. 
They were walking in faith, but they had to do that full hundred miles under insult, the threat of being killed for this drastic sin that they were going to hold on Mary and Joseph for that. They had to bear that reproach to make, to bear that insult all the way to Bethlehem, to the town of their citizenship. And so as we look towards our city ahead, the city in heaven, know that the culture here on earth is going to hold insult upon us because of Jesus. If you are hated for being a Christian, it's because the world hates Jesus first. And so they hate you because of it. You've got to bear that reproach. They're going to hate us, but that's okay. I've had a lot of people hate me. They hate what I stand for. They hate that I'm a pastor and that I use that terrible word repentance, that you got to turn away from being who you were, that old life of sin, but I like my sin. And so they hate me for calling them to repentance. But that's okay. Because we should know, like Joseph and Mary did, that the Lord is going to protect us for the journey that he has given for you to take. He's going to protect you to what he's called you to do. So, Joseph and Mary, they could not register where they were. They had to register in the place of their citizenship. That's where they had to go. So friends, please hear me. Hear what I'm about to tell you here. Stop trying to register yourself down here. It doesn't work. If you're in Jesus Christ, stop trying to register yourself here. I see people doing it all the time. They're trying to register here. They're looking for acceptance here. They're looking for the the social media likes to validate their opinions here. Don't look for the world's approval here. You're not going to get it. The world is always going to nitpick you to death. It's always going to judge you and criticize you and tell you all the 50 million things that's wrong with you and why you're a big nobody. And you don't have to listen to that kind of language because Jesus came here to die for you. And if he came to die for you, that means he sees you as somebody who is very, very priceless. So when you consider what Jesus did for you, don't try to register here. You don't live here. We're just passing through, right? Don't try to register your hope here. Don't try to register your strength here. Don't try to register to find your peace down here because you're not from here. You're not from here. Register yourself in the Lord Messiah Jesus because he holds all your hope. He holds all your strength. He alone holds all your peace. And this world is never going to let you have any of those things. Never going to let you have it. Some of you have been far enough down the road, you know this to be true. The world ain't never let me have it yet. (laughs) Register where your citizenship is. And you ought to know where it's at by now. It's in heaven. Register all of these features, all these attributes. Register it there. I'm not looking for anybody's approval down here. If you approve of my message, it's great, wonderful, I'm glad you like it. But I'm not looking for your approval. I'm not looking for you to, to, to build me up and parade me around and yay, ray. I'm not looking for that. As a matter of fact, don't. Don't need it. You call me pastor. That reminds me of my place. I'm not looking to be famous. My friends keep telling me, oh, Ray, you're on Set for Life Radio. You're famous. I hate it when they say that. I'm not trying to be famous. I'm trying to get the gospel out. That's all I'm trying to do. You know the target I had on my back when I did some messages and we had some crazy government people doing crazy things in Houston? They didn't like what I said. And I got emails. 
I'm not looking for their approval. They don't, they're not going to give me their approval. They're going to hate me for it. I register where my, citizen, where my citizenship is, where my king is in heaven. And that's why we seek the city to come. So recall that Luke 2 verse 4 says, They went to Bethlehem because Joseph was of the house and lineage of David. This means he had a direct line to King David, which is what validated their citizenship as being from Bethlehem. So David had this direct ancestral line. It validated him as the real deal to be able to register in that place. Did you know that your validate that your citizenship in heaven has been validated with a royal lineage also yours you've got that same validation and that's in john 1 verse 12 it says but as many as received him which is jesus to them he gave the right to become children of god to those who believe in his name You want to become a child of God? You get that lineage validated. You get the right to register your name in heaven. That's where I'm from now. That's where my citizenship is at because the king gave it to me. We are adopted to become new citizens in heaven. And when I think about Joseph and Mary going to register in the city of David, it means that their names would have had to be written in some kind of book in that town okay they're going there we're going to register i can see the registry man said yep you're here i'm going to mark down that you showed up you're in the book in our town okay so jesus said in luke 10 20 he said rejoice because your names are written in heaven guys i'm sorry that just gets me going it really does i'm gonna have to walk it off our names are written in heaven it's on that book up there everything lineage your citizenship the record holds it just like what we saw with joseph and mary here right so if you've made jesus lord of your life your name is written in that book in heaven the official record that stands as validated proof that you belong to jesus forever it's written and it's put in the book Now, you may not find a whole lot to rejoice about down here right now if you look at what's going on, but there's plenty to be excited about in heaven. So I want us to look as we close up and finish here about the great illustration that we've been given in the story of why Jesus came to this earth. The obvious reason is that he came to pay for our death penalty, our sin penalty, so that we could have eternal life. But I don't like to leave Jesus being cuddly and cute in a manger like most people are doing with him this time of year. I don't even want to stop where he died on the cross. I like saying that he died on the cross, but that's not where I stop at. Because when I was a kid, people always told me, Ray, I want you to know that Jesus died on the cross and paid for your sins, and I never understood what that meant. It wasn't the full picture. They never told me that since Jesus rose back up to life again, that I get to rise up with him. If he's my king, and if they killed him and he rose again, then that means I get to raise again too. Because I died to my sins, that means I get to raise up with him. Romans 6 verse 8 says, Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. He ain't never going to die again, guys. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now here's where you come into it. Verse 11. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, 
but alive to God and Christ Jesus our Lord. He died, we die. He rose, we rose. He died to this world, on this world. You've got to die to this world too. You want to be raised up in due time? You got to get low. We're supposed to humble ourselves under the hand of God. You're going to bear his reproach. That's why a lot of people don't get saved for real. They just want to say they're saved. They just want to say the prayer like it's a little magic word. There I said it and made the church happy. But they don't like to bear this reproach. They don't want to be like Jesus because to be like him, you got to bear the insult that he took. Jesus lived a lowly life from being placed in a manger to being placed in a grave. But... In due time, he was raised up again by the Father. During this time today that we're calling Christmas here, during this time of year, please don't keep Jesus confined to a manger. Don't just leave him there. Jesus is worthy of much better than that. He's worthy of being placed in your life, in your heart, as your Lord and Savior. And if he was... If he was one to get in a manger, you can too. If you find yourself in a situation where people are putting you down, just go ahead and take it. Be happy in the Lord God. Don't look for your validation in them. You're going to have somebody probably before the month is over where somebody's going to say something bad about you. So what? Take that reproach. What does God say about you? Who cares what they say? What does God say you are? The problem with most people having, that most people have with doing this, getting low, is they like the idea of salvation, but they just don't want to bear his reproach. I like the thought of being saved, but I don't want that insult. So what they do is they just keep Jesus cute, keep him cuddly, keep him nice. Let's just keep it warm and fuzzy. They don't want to understand what the manger itself actually means. The manger means insult. The manger means hardship. The manger means not having all the great comforts that everybody else has. It also means that everybody else got to sleep in the inn and he didn't. Everybody else got a bed. Everybody else got to come in, but not him. Joseph and Mary got called up to take a 100-mile journey at the worst possible time while Mary was expecting before they were married. Difficult time. But guys, talking to the men here, Joseph didn't turn and run. He didn't say, well, this sounds too hard. I'm I'm just going to leave. He faced up to it. He did it. He didn't shout at God and shake his fist at him and say, why now? While my wife, soon-to-be wife, is expecting, why are you pulling this out now? This is not the time. How dare you? This is wrong. He didn't do that to him. He trusted the Lord, and he went where he was told. And as a believer, your trials are going to be difficult. They're not going to be easy. And at times, they're going to seem to come at the worst possible time. Why now? I could have dealt with this a month ago. I'll be better next month too, but why now? How will you conduct yourself in that trial in such a way that will help others see Jesus in you? Did you know that people have gotten saved by standing in a long grocery line? You ever stand in a grocery line that's not moving? You're you're like, oh, God, this is taking forever. And you get so bent up, like it's the biggest thing in the world. (laughs) And everybody's mad, I get it. But you can be the one guy in the line that says, hey, it is what it is, you know, and just have fun with it. And people are going to look at you like, what's with you? (laughs) 
Well, I'm saved. How about you? I've done this. It's funny. I go to the grocery store. How we end up talking about Jesus is beyond me. Anyway, but trust the Lord. And when he tells you to go somewhere, trust in his his way where he tells you to go. God knows what he's doing. You don't. He does. So Joseph and Mary walk forward together towards their citizenship ahead. Why don't we do the same thing? Let's all walk together towards our citizenship in heaven ahead of, ahead of us. Now, I'm done here, but I'm going to say one last thing. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I was wondering what could have possibly happened if just one person at that end recognized who Jesus was. What if one person at the end said, you know what, that is the Messiah, that is the King of all kings. One person at the end recognized. They would have made room for him to stay, even if it meant moving others out of the way. Let's say the manager recognized him. If I was the manager of that inn and I recognized Jesus, I'd said, sir, I need you to move out of here. I got somebody else coming in that needs your place. I pray that at least one person somewhere here's what I'm trying to say today in this message, and that what they do is they recognize that Jesus is trying to move into their life, and it may come time for you to move others out of the way to make room for him to come in. You've been letting other people and other priorities and other things take your whole time up, all of your energy, all of your all of your room, everything you've got has been for everything and everybody else but him. It's time to make some room and let him in. You are the manager of your own end, so to speak. Let Jesus come in and have a place. If you really want to celebrate Jesus during this time of year, make sure he has a better place to stay than just a manger. He already laid in that. He wants to lay in a place in your heart, in your life. Jesus is worthy of much better than a manger. He is worthy of your heart. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for this time of year when we're thinking about you. Lord, I pray somebody, either in this room or through this microphone on the radio, wherever, somebody heard your word. Somebody heard that I've got to get some priorities right. I haven't been structuring my life properly. And so, Lord, we pray that you you lead some people to make some room and that they will let you have a place and that you will come in. You got low for us, Lord God. Now, Lord God, I want to get low for you. I want to get down as low as I can for you because I want in due time for you to raise me up. Lord, when people insult me, it's okay. I know what you say about me. When people call me names, it's all right. When people rake me over the coals, I don't care. I know what you think of me. Lord, I pray for some people, somebody in here, understand that, that they give you, they leave their old life They go to their citizenship ahead. They give their life to you. And they get saved. And we know that in due time, you're going to raise us up back home. Thank you for coming for us. You didn't have to. You're the king. You could have said, you messed up, you deal with it. But you didn't want it to go that way, Lord. You wanted us for yourself with you. Thank you for coming to get us. We thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. 
Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.